Okay, part two. We've pulled apart the homework. I got a bit of a rap on the knuckles for not doing it all and getting into shiny penny syndrome. I'll, I'll tell you what, that's my, um, that's my worst nightmare. I, I do find these great little ideas that they make great sense at the time, but I don't get to the important stuff. And that's sort of what you're alluding to with me. Yeah, it is. And some of the things you're just simply doing out of order. So let me let me back that up and, and explain what I mean. I'm going to give you an analogy because I think it might help. Let's say that I, I tell you that, Keith, I want you to build me a house. Um, and, and that's all I say to you. I want you to build me a house. It's, you know, you figure it out, but build me a house. And so you sit back for a minute, you scratch your head, and you say, okay, I'm going to build her a house. Well, let me start choosing how many bedrooms. Let me go pick some paint. Let me choose whether I want hardwood floors or carpet. Well, the problem is that you didn't start at the beginning. You didn't find a piece of land and see whether or not the land was level. You didn't draw up blueprints to see if the blueprints would work within the land. Once you had the land and the blueprints, you didn't go down the road of, okay, I've, I've got the land, I've had it surveyed, I've got the blueprints, I know that this concept will potentially work on the land, so now I'm going to start laying a foundation. Once you lay the foundation, you start building the framework. Once you have the framework, you start framing it in, doing the outer walls, putting on the roof. All of that gets done before you ever move to the inside. But yet when I told you to build a house, you went straight to the inside. So mm. you're doing the same thing with your mentality on building a list. The reason I told you to really dig deep into your previous products and really identify what worked and what didn't was because that is your plot of land. So wow. when you know, okay, I did this and this worked because it hit the right target audience. It had high search inquiries. It worked across multiple demographics. Okay, then I've got this one that didn't work because I didn't have any marketing behind it. I didn't have any JV partners. I wasn't getting the word out. It didn't hit the mark with the audience. You have to develop that those concepts first. And once you have clarity around that, once you've got that clear eye, then you can say, okay, here's what my plot of land looks like. So really, yeah. at this point, ClickBank versus JVZoo eh, really doesn't matter right now, quite honestly. Um, mm, it's, a paint, it's a paint color, isn't it? It's the color of the tiles in the absolutely. bathroom. Absolutely. Now, the reason I gave you fresh key was because that does matter. You need to know whether or not your products are in alignment. Do you have a field? Do you have the land that even matches are you on the right ball ground or are you way off base and look let's pick up on that i want to actually really pull this apart last week and I'm a little bit embarrassed about this but I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion you gave me the uh the open rein and i went off tangent because that question is very important is there a market for twitter related products that was the question i was asking myself as opposed to a market for other products given that the ultimate goal, if you remember the three-year plan, was to travel twice a year and create products in between. They don't have to be Twitter-related products. They have to be products. So if no one wants to buy Twitter products, I'm happy to concede that, if that indeed is the case, and I'm happy to make other products. So 
last week I went off on a, on a bit of a tangent and asked the question, well, what do people want to buy? FreshKey was great for that. What do people want to buy? People love laptop speakers. Nothing to do with Twitter, but people buy stuff like but that. But people, do, people so, do buy Twitter. Yes, they do. And um, the, But the question I'm asking is if, if um, the products that I've bought off, uh, made in the past were off topic for what's you know, going on, which is why I need to do that robust analysis of what worked and what didn't, like actors tweet. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant product. It was a good quality product, and it went well, and people loved it, and lots of people bought it. So that's the perfect model. Another product which I'm working very hard on is Twitter for Performers because it's an evergreen product, which is one of the things you mentioned mm-hmm. as, a, as a key strategy. There's always going to be a reality TV show about music, mm-hmm. an American Idol, an Australia's Got Talent, a X Factor, The Voice. There's always going to be one of them forever and ever and ever. So there's always going to be the concept that someone's going to need to promote their awesome band, to promote their awesome video on YouTube. So that's why I'm, keep, I'm, I'm hanging on to that one, even though it did, at this stage it can go that well. But um, I love the idea of the land, building the house. And you're right, if you had told me, you know, me, <laughs> to build a house, what would you do? I wouldn't have a clue what to do. But of course it makes sense to say, well, let's start with the land. Make sure the land is somewhere that you want to live. And uh, make sure that the land itself is sturdy. Then get an architect to build some plans and then just see whether those plans fit. Then find a builder and get the builder to build the house. And then then you can choose the paint colours and the bathroom tiles and the wall hanging is in the third bedroom. Well, and, and let, me, let me give you an example. And this is going to be a little bit of a bitch slap as well. But you and I had a conversation before you did a... Um, was it a hangout that you did here for the global Twitter dude with the college? Mm, it was yeah. a hangout, right? No, it was a it Skype, was a Skype call. call. Okay. So you asked me what I thought that you should do. And I told you I thought you should absolutely under no circumstances talk about the social aid because it dilutes the value of your brand. Mm, mm. You, I think sometimes you create these mountains that make it hard for you yourself to hurdle them. If you had done that talk as um, some, you know, just a Twitter talk. And since it was college, if you had done it, you know, if, if the basis of your talk had been something like, um, you know, how to tweet your way into your first job out of college. And then you had recorded that you would have already had a teaching webinar you would have had the PowerPoint slides that you created to do it, mm. and you would have had mm. the makings of a product as well as an audience because you already did this with one American college, and, and you could have then said, you know, hey, do you have any other colleges that you can recommend me to? Because they all network. They all go to conferences. They all know one another. But when I suggested that you do it on a, on a topic like that, you didn't want to commit to being the Twitter dude. You still wanted to be all things to all people. So I mm. think it's a really big lesson to take a step back and say, okay, is the reason I'm not succeeding with Twitter products because I'm not focused enough on what that deliverable is? Wow. She says, let, let me, just in case people haven't heard what this is about, 
last week I did a gig in Philadelphia in a really cool college. The, the, the phrase the awesome eight was already discovered and discussed before we had our chat, so I was sort of committed to it, but I understand what you were saying. So what I did was I basically started with that because that's what they wanted me to talk about, but I morphed it really into talking about Twitter. But what you're saying is you have to, I have to own the Twitter dudeness. Mm-hmm. Because I, I personally am fascinated by the Awesome Eight. I'm fasc- personally fascinated by that because my gut feeling is that Twitter is one of a number of st- social media strategies. And why should you pick Twitter? So I quite like talking about the Awesome Eight because a lot of people that I know know nothing about any of them. But you can also position yourself as the, per- the Twitter dude who teaches you how Twitter can be the fulcrum to your awesome eight. So, you know, where you can use something like if, if this, then that, to be able to make Twitter the, you know, think of it like the the hub and everything else the spokes where it's feeding out from Twitter. I love that. I love that idea that there is an awesome eight. There's eight spokes of the wheel but that Twitter can really be the central hub where, where that drives things. You know, you don't need to be the Facebook, Facebook expert. Leverage someone else. You don't need to be the Pinterest expert or the YouTube expert. Yeah, yeah. Leverage other people. Be the Twitter dude. That's who you are. Look, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I do own the Twitter dudeness idea. And uh, because... I've been doing this a long time. I've, I've gone a little bit off track because I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure business owners from time to time have this phase. I'm, I'm just a bit despondent, you know. I just get sick and tired of it because not I don't get sick and tired of Twitter. I just get sick and tired of failing, and I can put that out there. I mean, I, I, I create a product, I put my heart and soul into it, it falls over. Let's talk about that for just a minute on the products that you did on your own. So not ones where you don't have control because there's five other people and things, Mm. you know, shit Mm. happens. But the ones that you have done on your own, those are the ones I really want you to pull apart because Mm. those weren't failures. They were just a few yards short of success. So so the, the goal is to say, okay, why weren't they a complete success? Well, you, you don't have any marketing, you don't have any traffic, you don't have any JV partners, you don't have any networking. I mean, think about the opportunity that you were talking about things that will always exist, always be an American Idol, always be music, mm-hmm. you know, musicians. There will always be college students and there will always be Twitter, at least for the foreseeable future. And so long as you mm-hmm. have those two, then showing college students a way that they can leverage Twitter to land their next job is huge. It's very, very cool. It's very, very cool. And I, I think what I need to do is I need to, I need to sit back. I, th- I actually think pulling apart, I, th- I was a bit scared of this. I've, I've got to be honest, I was a bit scared to really own my failure. And the failure is a strong word. It's not, it's not the right word, but I, I, I've got to own my disappointments. I've got to own them and say, look, okay, a couple of things didn't go to plan. I've got to own those. And I've got to, I've got to really pull apart why they didn't go to plan and move forward. I mean, that's what you need to do as an adult. But you need, you need to move forward, not move on. 
So if you've got a program that's awesome and you know that it was awesome and there were reasons that you, um, you know, created that program in the first place, then go back to the steps we've talked about. Pull it apart. Get it transcribed. Read through it. Go through it again as if it is you. It, it, there's so much strength in really looking at your own material from the outside looking in so that you can get a better perspective on it. And then, you know, like is, you know, as in the case with what you just did with doing the thing for the college, then you just got to realize, okay, if you build it, he will come does not exist. So how can you drive traffic, massive traffic, not just building a list, but how can you drive massive traffic? You've got to make sure that your programs fit a, um, a an arena that you can pull traffic from. So college kids, it's easy, right? You've already got one in with a college. You ask him to network you to others, and you just keep going and going and going. Yeah, and, I, and I've already started a blog post, which I've called The Virtual World Tour. So now that we've started the idea, it's very, very easy to, for me to imagine networking with colleges in America, in Canada, in South America, in Africa, in Europe. I mean, I could do this every day forever if I get the model right. Because there's, there's always going to be college kids, isn't oh, there? Oh, 100%. That, that's not going away. And there's and that, the, the college kids, the propensity to have to really intelligently use social media is only growing by the day. There was a story on the news here in Denver, um, it's either last week or the week before, about a kid who posted on his Facebook. It could have just as easily been Twitter, but he posted on his Facebook and said, well, I guess I'm going to have to start that shit job tomorrow. And the the company that had just hired him wrote back on his Facebook wall and said, dear David, no worries. You're fired before you you start. And kids need to understand how Twitter or social media in general can help them or hurt them. And you've got the keys so that it can help them. That is so brilliant. So brilliant. This is part two. She, I'm getting my Mario back. Laura is such a genius at this. We're going to come back in part three. We're going to talk about building a list. I'm starting to get my mojo again. We'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.